Butler, we are live. This is real. Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, uopod.com. Like, share, subscribe. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. An unopened can of orange soda just chilling <laughs> in the parking lot. I was like, yeah, I got to vote for Trump, dude. It, it's great here. A lot of fat chicks and a lot of screaming. <laughs> Your podcast f- sucks. It's mental, mate. Hello, everyone. Eric Holder, how are you? Hello, hello. Oh, you know, maintaining, living the dream. Maintaining the dream. Welcome back to UO Pod, Unauthorized Opinion, the greatest podcast that involves a white and a black person. Um, I'm declaring it now. And we are live from Canada and the United States and everywhere else on the moon unauthorizedopinions.com and you can always catch our bonus podcast every weekend on patreon.com slash uopod we've got lots to get to the wa nba had a meltdown eric over alex stein um the nypd is discovering you know some un unhoused um undocumented people who have you know taken the next step in the journey of energies let's say before we get um banned uh even though we're already demonetized by youtube and since we're already demonetized by youtube whatever platform you're watching please like and share and subscribe to help us grow um we're growing there should be no reason this episode is already demonetized is it how could that be i don't know it's just every single time we start a podcast, YouTube automatically demonetizes it, and then we win the challenge every single week. I think the only time we've lost a challenge was XBB.1.5 when Jimmy Fallon was singing a pro booster show, uh, song on his show, and they copyright slammed us for that, and we lost it somehow, so it wasn't monetized. But every week, YouTube demonetizes us, so it's important that you guys listen on Spotify, apple Podcasts, and everywhere else and then check us out and consider our patreon because it's pretty sweet because you get a full podcast every week extra and no lag no delays because the internet hates us Brittany griner as we all know eric was well i just want to say uh, there's nothing there's oh, nothing in you? the well there's nothing in the title i'm just very confused about this whole situation but whatever moving on trans phantom menace well, is that what Trans it is? Phantom Menace possible? I thought maybe the Z would throw everybody off. You got to go with the... Yeah, this is ridiculous. Okay, doesn't matter. Moving on. BG, our good friend BG. Big BG. You know, we got to start doing something like a segment for all the callbacks that we have to do. Maybe another, a remix because we have to constantly re readdress the stories. Brittany Griner's one. Um, what's his face? The swimmer. Obviously, Will. Leah Thomas. Yeah. Big Willie style. Um, we have so many callbacks we have to do. We have to start doing a segment because Brittany think, Griner feels like she's our sister now. Yeah, and I think uh, I, I smell a, a couple more Elliot Page stories coming our way too, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Elliot phones home. Brittany Griner <laughs> arriving home from wherever. Who knows where the WNBA was last played? Arriving at the airport, and Alex Stein was there to ask her questions that, frankly, no other journal. Oh, well, he asked questions that probably no other journalist should ask, but he also asked questions that no other journalist would ask. So let's take a look at see what the interaction was like, because this caused a huge political 
PR meltdown for the WNBA. BG, was that was that a fair trade for the Merchant of Death? I know you kill it on the court, but he kills it in real life. Is it true you had to have sex with Vladimir Putin to get released from Russia, Britt? Out of the way, dog. Oh, did we lose it there that quickly? Well, it was a little choppy. You it know, wasn't quite um, smooth. There we go. Get out of what about his wife? What are you doing? I'm trying to- Is it working for you, Eric? Uh, it looks terrible. It's it's su- super choppy. It's a very low quality. Um, I don't know if it's worth going through an entire minute and a half at that quality. I'm dying over here. My audio is dying. Right, we'll download it and we'll bring it up and but Alex Stein basically We're that, technical um, difficulties. Hey Brittany Griner, did you sleep with Vladimir Putin? Did you what's that? No, I'm just saying we're having technical difficulties. I don't know what's happening. Uh he, he says do you still hate America? He says all this stuff. Um what about the merchant of death, the guy who they traded for Brittany Griner? And, you know, I, I you're walking through an airport. You're a highly politicized individual, Brittany Griner, yet you, you can't say anything. You can't laugh. I mean, maybe it's not that's joking of a situation for her, but uh, nobody else is ever going to ask, like, do you think that it was wrong that they traded you for an arms dealer? They made a movie about, do you think, like, do, no, is anybody going to ask her follow-up questions about how she said, you know, she has a bit more of appreciation for America, even though she used to say, I don't want to come out for the national anthem. Nobody's going to ask her these questions, Eric. And it's up to com- political comedian Alex Stein to, you know, to actually ask these questions and get any semblance of an answer, which of course is not given. And then we have the WNBA going into full meltdown mode, tweeting everything out and you know, scrambling PR wise to cover this. Let me guess. Even though it it was like a minute and a half video and she said nothing. Hang on. Is my audio okay? Can you hear me? Is is there, seems like there's an incredible lag that it's showing up like 15 seconds later that you're hearing my voice. Yeah. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Hold on a second. Yeah, hold on. Let me get the let me get some playback here. <laughs> Mic check one two. So it's coming through on the podcast. Uh, I think there's just something on our back end here, Eric. So we're gonna have to do the old taking our time. I think. Doing that, if you could hear me, I can hear you just fine. I feel like we need to put up the little graphic image of the dog with the with a cord in his mouth, like we're <laughs> having um, political, not political. Brittany Griner's having political difficulties. We're having technical difficulties, but technical difficulties <laughs> sounds a bit better now. Okay. So Brittany Griner and team confronted by provocateur at airport, the Phoenix Mercury are reviewing an incident at a Dallas airport on Saturday, which you just saw a snippet of, um, confronted Griner and her teammates. I, I love how they, I mean, technically confronting is true, Eric, but, um, 
you know, I, like, I can you only can assume, ask questions. I can only assume that this will boil down to life and death. Her life is in danger <laughs> because Alex Stein is, and look, it's pretty silly, right? Like, oh, did you have sex with Vladimir Putin? <laughs> that's like, that's like Seth Rogen level mm-hmm. nonsense. But they, they're going to blow it completely out of proportion. And they're basically doing what he wants them to do, right? Like, we all know she's not going to answer any of those questions, but he's going to get the clicks. He's going to, you know, there's going to be millions of people who are going to see the story because they're crying about it. And this is how it always goes. They try to, is it the Streisand effect? Is that what I'm, where they, they try to. Streisand effect, yeah. Okay, maybe it's not quite the Streisand effect, but they're going to cry and whine about it and say that he's an extremist and people are going to go to his page and however outrageous this was this question about having sex with vladimir putin which i actually hadn't seen is just gonna people are gonna go there and they're gonna realize that he's actually funny and then you can note this comment here <laughs> though the single comment on that espn post y'all are mad because what he was saying is true i mean alex stein a dallas out. native who has gained some notoriety for confronting politicians just some he doesn't have he doesn't have a show, a popular show. He doesn't have, you know, international fame. Um, he doesn't have a bigger audience than the WNBA. Just some notoriety. <laughs> just a smidgen. Um, posted a photograph on Twitter saying, I just met my favorite WNBA player video coming soon. Stein also posted a brief clip of him yelling at Griner as she walked through the airport. Next slide, please. You get the clicker up there. Next slide. Uh, late Saturday afternoon. This is just like... Isn't it amazing how somebody has to stretch like a minute and a half video into like a six slide thing or however long this is four Uh, late Saturday afternoon in Mercury. (laughs) We are reviewing the incident that took place at the Dallas airport. The health and well-being of our players and staff are our top priority. And we always take every step within our power to protect player safety. Yeah. So Alex Stein was going to go and beat up your players. Um, That's the angle they're going with here. We are committed to our support of BG, who we're now <laughs> calling her. Um, very professional. KG, BG. Um, and advocating for all. How has nobody called her KGB yet? Come on now. And look, we shouldn't be calling her BG because there was a BG before her of Hot Boys fame in the early 2000s, <laughs> right? That's the real BG. Right, Am I wrong? I don't know BG, who that is. Juvenile, Lil Wayne. The hot boys yeah, but nobody knows who the other two guys were well i do and one was named bg and he shall have the name bg not this basketball lesbian listen eric we're going to continuing continue our advocating for all american hostages abroad i mean you don't do that i mean when was the last time you saw the wnba make a big stink of like other hostages in other countries i've never heard of that before maybe i'm wrong it continues we will continue our support of marginalized communities and fighting the kind of hate that targeted us t- today. No one, regardless of identity, should ever fear for their safety. We'll be coordinating with the, Oh my God, Eric Butler. So not only were they in danger, these very tall women with security against a guy who was just loudly asking questions of them. All really silly from 10 feet away. They were in danger and they were targeted because of their sexuality or identity or whatever they want to go with. I can't believe there's another slide we have to read here. Well, it's I mean, that is am I am I wrong in saying that that's 
basically the next step away from just saying it's life and death, right? Like, oh, yeah, her, her health one her step health away and, for sure. Yeah, her health and safety. Oh, we're so concerned. Give me a break. <laughs> the league said Saturday that Griner had been approved to fly charter for WNBA games. It's unclear why she was not doing so Saturday. So basically, because she's in danger, they should be getting private flights. Um, we'll continue before we more, get more commentary. Griner being approved by the league to charter for all games is an exception because of the publicity surrounding her detainment and release. However, her agent, Lindsay Kagawa Colas, said she thinks the entire Mercury team and all teams need to charter flights. So point one, she gets chartered flights because she's more famous than the rest of you. And then her agent says, well, we don't want the other teammates to hate her, which they will if she gets private jets and they don't. They say, we think all of the teams and all the players should get private jets. But Eric Butler, why would the WNBA and its players not get private jets? Do you want to field that with a guess by any chance? Um, I can, I can only imagine it's because they may not be bringing in quite as much money as oh, say, I see <laughs> the NBA. Maybe. I don't know. That would be my guess. Obviously I'm not, I'm not an accountant. I'm certainly not a WNBA fan, so I don't know why they wouldn't be flying private. Right. I mean, <laughs> they don't have any money, Eric. They don't have the money. <laughs> To, f- to spend $30,000 three times a week back and forth for teams that <laughs> have a net profit of zero. Negative well, yeah, I mean, zero. Yeah, they're in the red. Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's also funny. Does this kind of remind you? There was a story a while ago of some politician. I think she was like from Chicago or Memphis or something who was uh, chartering private jets all around. And then said on the taxpayer dime, of course, uh, you, I don't remember the specifics of this story, but one of these crooked, corrupt Democrats was chartering jets all over the place. And then, of course, the the you know, I'm not going to pay this back. I guess there was some stipulation that it was supposed to be reimbursed to the city. And she says, well, I'm not going to do that because obviously my safety is at stake. Right. Like, so I'm in danger. So I, ha- I have to fly private. And they even if you were in danger. Even if you were in danger, which I don't believe them to be, you'd have to at least think briefly, why am I in danger? Of course, they would say, well, a black woman. It's not because I'm I'm completely shafting the entire city and siphoning money, uh, you know, out of the coffers for the city. It's not because I'm completely corrupt along with the rest of the basically the entire Democratic Party or Republicans, all, all, all politicians, that wouldn't have anything to do with it. The only reason my life is in danger and I have to fly private is because black woman. It's all absolutely ridiculous. And that's basically what Brittany and her little team are saying here. So the weird thing is, is that uh, Democratic Representative Adam Kinzinger, who you may remember from but he's a Republican. the guy crying at the January... Is, is he? That's insane. That's one of those situations where you would yeah. listen to like Anna Navarro or something exactly. or Mitt Romney and be like, oh, so that's strange. I thought for sure. I guess I never really cared to, to check it out. That's insane. Um, yeah. But Adam Kinzinger, who cried on the January 6th committee um, for reasons beyond me, as if, like, yeah, you can look into that for yourself. He made the, you know, very powerful 
uh, commentary here. Of I love the steel of Alex. I love the steel image of Alex here. It's hilarious. Sorry. He's just like, he's got the well, biggest. He took a screenshot of a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, Jenny Craig might help the face on Oz- or Ozempic question mark. And that was like, so uh, my guess is that you condemn him for, you know, taking shots at people. But then your response is to insult him in like uh, in a joking manner. So it doesn't really make sense to me. Oh, you're being mean. Looks like you're fat. Ha ha ha. I'm a politician who you should take seriously. Like, it, it's just not a good look. I just thought I'd throw that in there because it's weird that a politician would just throw themselves in the ring and insult some a comedian when he's talking about adult. Like, it, it's just weird. It's like, why are you coming to defense of this woman who is widely perceived to be like anti-American and you're Republican? I don't know. It's just very strange, Eric. Very strange stuff. That joke? Um, I mean, that was so corny. Like, Jenny Craig is... What, bro? We haven't even heard... Jenny Craig, are they even still around? It's been like, you know, the 90s or something. Early 2000s when Jenny... Like, bro. Oh, these people. I guess cringe is totally overused, but like, that is the cringe cream of the crop right there. Like, that was... These What's the name of the guy who had the thing where you put your hands on it and you swing back and forth? Tony something? That's what he should have referenced is, or the thigh master or something. You don't oh, know yeah, what I'm Billy talking about? Tybo Not or Billy, Billy Blanks. Blanks. Oh, no, okay. this is like 1989 probably. A guy with curly hair and a ponytail. And he's got you on this thing that kind of it's, looks like an elliptical, but it's completely powerless. And it's just two handles with two things you put your feet on and you're just... I can get sideways oh. here. You're just going back and forth, up and down, and he sold a ton of them, but they don't really do anything. I re- I, re- my, I forget mic skills, Eric. I'm just all over it. No matter where I am, I'm still I, my face is still on the mic. I remember that thing, but I don't remember what it's called. But dude, this these people are just just the uh, just the worst, bro. And what makes this worse? And I, I guess kind of proves my point about the entire political establishment is that you weren't even aware that guy's a Republican. That's like, yeah, he's he is the the male version of Anna Navarro. Like, I'm the sane one. I'm the rational one. Orange man, bad. But they hold li- quite literally none of the traditional conservative, uh, every single thing. And it's not just Donald Trump, like every single thing. Like Adam Kinzinger would go to bat for the for the Transformers. Oh, yeah, you're frozen. I I don't know what to do, bro. It's a, your Canadian internet. Hear okay, me. we're back. I can hear you. All right. Okay. Got it on oh, my phone, too. It's working. <laughs> okay. All right. Am I still live? Can you okay. see am I still paired? Yes, we're still live. And thank you for everybody sticking with us here. Um. So what's this about? Am I still paired on your end? Can you see that? Um, are you still paired on my end to the report and opine on YouTube channel? We are checking. Um, yes, we are. So Eric, what's this? Sorry for the delay, everybody. Um, my computer really windowsing out. We'll call it. Um, gotta go, gotta switch to Mac. Never, never again. Mac, never again. Um, so NYPD is finding a bunch of overdose migrants. Uh, where exactly? At a migrant uh, 
hotel or f- wherever they're at, at a mega shelter, they say. So I'm not exactly sure what borough it is in. Um, oh, Brooklyn, of course. Of course it's in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So not at the notorious um, Row Hotel, which is the one that I saw with my own two eyes near Times Square a few months ago. And um, it, it was just... It, it like I hate to I hate to sound like a weirdo hippie, but it was just bad vibes, bro. There's just these people lurking outside of this hotel, and as soon as you go in, you know, we were we knew what was up, but we had to pretend and say, okay, like we were hoping to book a room for the night, and they're like, it's not a hotel no more, it's a shelter. It's like, dude, this is this is weird, this is aggressive, and there's masks and uh, hand sanitizer and all this stuff all over the place. So they're pretending that they're going to keep you safe. Meanwhile, they're letting these uh, these illegals. Uh, ha- have free reign of New York City. But this one, I believe to be incredibly triggering. Uh, can you can you bring the article back up? Because there's a couple things uh, that we should pinpoint in this uh, article just from yesterday. So this is brand new stuff. All right. Can you see it? It's a little small, but I'm, I'm looking at it on over here, too. So the uh, New York Police Department mm-hmm. probes Brooke, Brooklyn. Are we good? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Everything? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Okay. Yes, we okay, can. So <laughs> uh, sh- <laughs> New York Police Department probes Brooklyn migrant shelter after two overdose deaths. OK, so keep in mind that while New York is setting up vending machines for free crack pipes and the mayor is floating as the media has said the idea of letting migrants live in private residences of new yorkers so they have two issues rolled into one here right obviously the migrant crisis and the, the the drug crisis that they're dealing with and this is the best part the men who were staying at the Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Center at Jefferson Ave in Bushwick, okay? So if the Humanitarian Emergency Response Relief Center wasn't a euphemism enough, it's in Bushwick, right? Are you familiar with Bushwick? It's basically the hipster central of the world, right? Like Bushwick, Williamsburg, that's where all of the... I am not, no. I guess the, the Zoomers, the, you know, the... The coffee shop, avocado toast, young millennials, old zoomers, the you know, <laughs> okay, the, the beanie, you know, the the guys that have the beanies that just kind of float on the top of their head, and these uh, scraggly beards and cigarettes and all that stuff. Uh, that's literally where they live. So it makes perfect sense because you would also think that that demo is all about the the migrants, right? Now, we I don't want to turn everything into a race issue, but I think it's pretty clear that most of the people who are advocating for this are white, neither here nor there. It gets better. The men identified as Anthony Jose Luna Ruiz of Venezuela and Johnny Jose Torres of Colombia. So these are the people that Eric Adams has called asylum seekers. And I'm no expert. Geography is not my strong suit. But if you were living in Venezuela and or Colombia, you'd have to go through several countries before you end up in the United States. And that alone would not make you an asylum seeker. Right. 
as we go through it, we'll see who's who who's dealing there. Chief of Detectives James Isik said, if there if there is continuing drug dealing, if there's any sort of hierarchy that will be a part of our investigation. So you've let these people into the country illegally. You've put them up for free in a hipster neighborhood, even though they went through five different countries. You call them asylum seekers and they are now flooding your streets with drugs as you put vending machines for crack pipes on the streets and ask residents of New York to house these migrants. I mean, does it get any more? I I don't even, what's the word for this? It's not dystopian. I guess it is kind of dystopian, but this is the peak, bro. These are all of your issues basically in one. And do you think, last thing here as per my trademark, do you think that these migrants are going to be on board with all of your weirdo transgender nonsense? Just out of curiosity. That's an honest question. Do you think that the 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 same people who wouldn't even eat the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you tried to give them because they wanted the food of their native land, do you think they're going to be on board with you trying to turn the, the little anchor babies that they gave birth to in the migrant hotels? You think they're going to allow you to, to cut their junk off? I mean, give me a break, bro. This is just to the max. This is the extreme nature of what we're dealing with. Well, the thing is, is that this is just what you asked what to call it. The thing is, this is just happening everywhere now. Every single city, I would wager around the world, suffers from the same problems, from the same policies at this point. And what those policies are seem to be anyone can come in for any reason and we have to give them preferential treatment no matter what it costs and at at the expense of everyone else so it doesn't matter if you're going to australia or sweden and texas and new hampshire and whatever city in north america or the western world you go to you are expected to foot the bill for a person just because they came from a different country it's a very they wouldn't do it for you do you think they would do it for you no it's if I came from the from a list of pre-approved countries, then yes, they would. I just don't understand how that's supposed to be sustainable and how that's logical. It's all, Eric, as we all know, it all comes back to the we can't be mean. We can't be mean. We can't ask a person or we can't disagree with a person's reason for coming to this country because that might be mean. This is what it all comes down to. It, we're, you know, we're at the bottom of the slide of, you know, everyone's a winner. And my kid's not bad. My kid's not bad. That's sport. Everyone's actually a winner. We're at the bottom of the slide of that because what that leads to is you can't call anyone bad. You can't call anyone wrong. You can't dispute my truth, my lived experience. You can't say that what I came from isn't exactly a rough enough situation to have to migrate across three countries and skip four of them and uh, come to America. You can't disagree with anyone. You can't say that I, I don't feel like a woman. You can't say that I'm not a man. You can't say that uh, the WNBA sucks. It's all just comes back to paralyzing people about being mean. And it's this weird, like communism has come in forms of, you know, we're all poor. Uh, the farmers are screwing us over. We need to seize their land and, you know, take it over for ourselves. And that'll be the, the way we do it. That's the traditional way of communism, create the underclass. But the way they've created this underclass is just in the Western world today is just by saying, hey, uh, you're a victim and nobody's allowed to tell you that you're not a victim. 
it's been so much easier than civilizations have had to do in the past in China and Vietnam, um, even in Venezuela, uh, in Africa, in communist Russia and the Eastern Bloc. It was way harder to just institute communism there. But here in the Western countries, they found out that people don't want to be called mean and <laughs> or they don't want to be called racist. They don't want to be called sexist, all these different things. And that's all they had to do was convince people that it was mean to say a bunch of things and to not give their money through their government well I, I don't think on the plus side i don't think anybody's really buying this anymore right you can even what a couple weeks ago or maybe a month or two ago when the people were protesting the migrants being housed in school gymnasiums nobody wants this anymore right except for the political ruling class and it's funny because they also kind of say the quiet part out loud when you hear people like Nancy Pelosi even say, well, well, who's going to pick the crops or notoriously uh, Kelly Osborne, was it, uh, you know, a number of years ago when she was on The View saying, if you kick out all the immigrants, Donald Trump, who's going to scrub your toilet? And they don't even realize how bad it is. But I was hoping really quickly, if you can bring up the article once more, because I want you to look at the caption under this photo under the second photo in the article. Pull that up, please. Yeah, at the bottom of uh, those people camped out. Can you scroll down just a tiny bit? Yeah, and, and the caption there. Okay, so yeah, yeah, look, it says, activists and migrants at the West, the Watson Hotel at West 57th Street. Now, if I'm not mistaken... 57th Street is also known as Billionaire's Row, okay? Right, this is where realist, I mean, quite possibly the most expensive real estate in the world. So activists and migrants, of course, illegals, are outside of the hotel on 57th Street in Manhattan on February 1st, protesting migrant movement from the hotel to Brooklyn. Think about that. They come here. They demand you let them in. They demand you give them a place to stay. They don't want your nasty peanut butter and jelly because we want the empanadas we had back at home. And now we're going to protest you putting us under a different roof, right? I think that's courteous, right? Just like when uh, I think it's courteous if somebody shows up at your front door and you don't have space for them, you take the time and you take the effort and the money to put them in an Uber and send them to a house that says they need company and they want more people, and they're mad at you for that. It just never ends, bro. Like, how are you going to protest the place they gave you for free on Billionaire's Row? You don't want to leave anymore. But you can imagine that if you miss one month of rent, well, I shouldn't say one month of rent because they do make it incredibly difficult for you, for a landlord, to kick anybody out. But your credit's going to take a hit. You have to show you know, three months of, you know, uh, pay stubs, you have to show ID, you have to show uh, tax returns, you have to, sh I mean, you, you have to jump through, you have to make, and I've said this before on the show, but in New York City, nine times out of 10, you have to prove you earn 40 times the rent annually. We're not, in most places, it's double the rent or three times the rent. It's 40 times the rent. So a regular American who wants to rent an apartment has to make a bare minimum of like $100,000 to live in a uh, an awful apartment with a view of a barbed wire fence. And these people have the nerve to protest the, the place that they've been given on Billionaire's Row.
give me a break, bro. This is through the roof. Over 45,000 migrants in city care um, and has been reviewing additional locations upstate and around the five boroughs. Now, if you're not paying attention to the story, then you know that they've been trying to send them out to, let's say, nicer places outside the city, small towns. And what are the, some of these towns do, Eric? Some of them immediately uh, signed executive orders that said hotels cannot rent rooms to migrants and to illegal aliens and to asylum seekers. So they just said, nope, we're not doing it. But what gets lost in this, you know, there there's two sides, but what gets lost in this is that this is what these mayors said was an amazing idea. We heard Mayor Eric Adams say that it was r- racist and all they were sending it all to cities with black mayors, which is untrue. But they but, all... Eric Adams can't even read. I'm sorry. I just saw a new clip of him. The man can't read. Sorry, I just... He can't. He sounds like Tracy Morgan. But um, so they send them to all these cities where D.C., Muriel Bowser is the name Bowser. They always have insane names. Was Chicago's Lori Lightfoot, crazy looking person, uh, New York City, and then in places in California. And these are all cities where they said being a sanctuary city is amazing. And then when you cap, when you combine sanctuary cities are amazing with well we can't say no to anybody who wants to come in then you've got what you asked for which is in new york's case forty-five thousand people coming in you have nowhere to put them but this was supposed to be an amazing thing what the reality is is it was only an amazing thing when border cities had to do it which are usually republican cities you've got el paso texas you've got a bunch of south texas cities and you've got um arizona Arizona, New Mexico cities. But of course, in California, there's places, but they redistribute in the around the country. And of course, they don't talk about when that happens, when they're doing it. And then, of course, they absorb a ton of them in California because they have this entire ecosystem and underground, you know, unpaid, uninsured ecosystem of people in California where they're making enough money through their tourism and through their insane taxes of the rich people that live there, that they they're able to have a surplus and they don't seem to mind. Now they're, they're finally facing the, the culmination of that where people are leaving and it's going to start to go down their profits, but it it was okay until it came to their doorstep. And how can you ask people to house people and deal with the monetary issues that arise from taking out this influx of people constantly. And then once you start getting it for like a few months, you're just like, Oh, this is unsustainable. How can you, how dare you? You you see now there's something to be said. And I'll say last thing here, Eric, there's something to be said about, you know, the Texas governor, for example, flying people to Martha's vineyard into New York city, into New York state and DeSantis flying charter flights to Sacramento to city hall And it's like, this could all be solved if you guys said we're closing the border there, which is a a national concern and a national policy. But they could just like, you know, there's a little bit of refusal, I think, that goes a long way that people did all the time under Trump. Well, we're not doing it. We're not. They even refused under Trump to give money to the inner black inner city people from uh, from Trump's plant. They were they refused to give it to to the programs they were supposed to give it to. So there was civil disobedience a lot underneath Trump in terms of that sort of thing. 
And they were willing to let yeah, the riots go on and on. But there's responsibility for the Republicans who are doing this to say, hey, um, you know, it's not actually cool to just bring them in and then fly them out. But it is, you know, proving a point that they can't actually handle what they said was a good idea. Okay, and you have Gavin Newsom, who is pretending that he, he he's saying, oh, well, Ron DeSantis should be charged with kidnapping. Did you hear that? Did you read that story? I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So the one hand, they love the, they love the sanctuary state stuff. But then on the other hand, if you send them to us, even though we said we wanted them, then you're a, a pathetic, weak man and you should be charged with kidnapping. And another thing that I thought about that I didn't even mention when we're talking about that photo is that to rent a place, obviously they're, they're creating this system that these people will never be able to get out of, right? So they're handed everything, all of these quote-unquote temporary programs we all know are going to wind up being permanent. These people will never crawl out of this because, like you mentioned, they, they want this entire underground network of illegals that they can... Then The illegals are very similar to the dope fiends, right? They're just going to be... We just need them to be happy for the crumbs that we throw them. And we don't need them asking questions. We don't need them speaking English. We don't need them learning anything. We just need them to be happy with, you know them believing that we're their savior. And so while a regular person has to make an astronomical amount of money to live in New York and show proof of that money and rental history and tax returns and all that stuff, I'm old enough to realize that you can't even rent a hotel, arguably in the entire country without an ID and a credit card. So they are literally, quite literally getting everything. So I jumped right over the fact that you need an ID and a credit card to even rent to, to stay at a hotel, right? And that's that's a precursor to the that, that's a, that's a fraction of what you need to actually rent an apartment. And these people are giving it all for free and still saying it's not enough. We want more. It's ridiculous. Not to mention you need the you need to be twenty five with an ID and a credit card to rent a car. I don't know if it's like that where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So the trans phantom menace that's happening in Alberta, Canada right now um, is carrying over to Ottawa, the city's capital, the nation's capital. I don't even know the capital of my own country. And there was a protest, Eric, over um, the fact that the Ottawa City Council, or sorry, the Ottawa School District Council has decided that, you know, we don't need to refer to people's genders anymore. If this is true, I could be wrong, but this is what was reported, is that the school board and the school district there says, we don't need to refer to children as he or she anymore. Let's just do, you know, what they say um, for government agencies and for textbooks and for um, what am I thinking of when, when they refer to parents and everything, let's just refer to them to, as that everybody's going to be a them and a they, and this, the kids don't need their own pronouns because we want to be accepting of everyone. All two people that uh, have changed their pronouns in the entire district, probably. Well, obviously now that's going to be more, but this is the idea behind it is to be inclusive. You know, you change language to be inclusive. The, the reality of it is we change language to manipulate and indoctrinate people and eliminate certain speech so that it becomes weird for people. And 
before we get into this, I'd like to give an example of something that uh, has come up in the last five to 10 years, Erica, of people of color. That was eliminated from society for a good reason, because people used to say used to have, you know, the colored people and the white people founds and everything. And everybody agreed that that was terrible and we shouldn't be separating people like that. And it just became one thing. There's no other sectioned off segregation. But now we've decided to bring that all back in just reverse order. So for some reason, it's different. And that's what I mean by the manipulation of language is we're going to bring things, certain things in like, um, you know, transphobic, which doesn't actually mean people are afraid of them. We're going to bring in and eliminate language so that in the future it no longer gets used. And this is not a situation, Eric, where they're trying to be inclusive. This is a situation where they're trying to push their ideology. I'm 100% sure of it. You can't tell me that there's, um, you know, people on the school board that think, you know, just to be inclusive, we need to eliminate personal pronouns. No, it's people, most likely, if there's eight people, there's six of them on there who actually want to push this ideology because this is what's become apparent in every single genre, space, and profession and level of government that this is the proper agenda. This is the proper viewpoint we should be pushing and we're going to push it because you're wrong and we actually know what's best for you. And so what happened in Ottawa, Eric, is you had a big protest of the, the T's and the B's and the teachers and parents that support them for some reason. And they found themselves facing off against Christians and a lot of Muslims protesting against them. Now, the reason why this is such a, a crazy situation is what you'll see on the screen in a moment is Muslim children stomping on pride progress flags. Flag. So what I've learned is not only is there the pride flag, the rainbow flag, but the rainbow flag with the triangles and the circles and whatnot and the skin colors, which never, I mean, there was never any purple and pink people on the flag represented <laughs> by the flag they were had children there muslim children stomping out the flags now do i agree with bringing children to a protest no what the interesting part here is is the how is justin trudeau and the liberal government going to deal with this because he we, as we all know he loves the people that he brings in to try to get them to vote for them but he also loves, just as Joe Biden declared the other day, he loves the people who don't know what gender they are and they're gender confused and they have all these other issues, which we all know scientifically and statistically. So it's going to be interesting to see, Eric, what happens here. And we'll play this video and get the suspense comments. is killing me, bro. Play the clip. Come on. Leave our kids alone! Leave our kids alone! 
All right, Eric, would you like to unpack that situation for everyone at home? Well, um, it's kind of, look, we also saw the, um, something very similar. I think it was actually a little bit worse at, uh, was it Sadakoy elementary where the, um, mostly Armenian parents. Right. And one thing I noticed, and <laughs> because we're never fully prepared, I should have sent you these, but when I read these articles about a protest, very similar to that in Southern California, you'll notice that a lot of the mainstream media doesn't actually, they're very quick to identify racially certain stories, right? Like, oh, white police officer guns down black man at grocery store because he's a race, you know what I mean? But it's very strange if you'll notice, like NBC, for instance, doesn't identify that the, or, or doesn't note that the majority of the parents in that particular protest were Armenian, right? Because obviously it doesn't fit the narrative. And this one, we see something similar with this um, largely Muslim population. And I think, and of course I could be very wrong here, but it's over, right? They're in their death throes. It's over. You guys, we we had a good game, okay? You pretending that your little boy is a little girl and coming up with all these new weird words and trying to force people to capitulate to your weirdo pseudo-reality delusion. It's over. It's done. The parents don't want it. Joe Rogan's talking about it. Target stock is tanking. Um, obviously, Bud Light started the entire thing. Nike doing the sports brawl with Dylan Mulvaney. It's over, bro. You guys gave it a good try, but we're not all as stupid as you think. So please, let's just move on. You can go back to your climate change thing, or you can pick something else, but we're not doing the mutilation of kids. We're not doing the preferred pronouns. It's over. You can cancel Matt Walsh and Candace Owens and the Daily Wire, but everybody knows. And you can even go onto a politician's uh, Instagram like Scott Wiener, who people may or may not know, I believe him to be the creepiest man in all of American politics. There's a number of very strange things that he did that we won't get into here. But if you look at his Instagram, you will see, and I can, I can assume it's probably similar on Twitter. I don't use Twitter. Maybe I should a little bit more, but neither here nor there. Most people know, even on like the, the Instagram account for like the city of Arizona or, or, or the city of Phoenix or downtown Phoenix, you know, these little like travel um, Instagram accounts and they post up a pride flag and you can look through hundreds of comments saying we've had enough. It's over. So you guys gave it a good, you gave it a good run, the old college try, but just stop, bro. It's done. Go be gay. You can have a pride flag, but as far as the triangles and the circles and tuck swimwear and gender affirming care and puberty blockers, just give it a rest, bro. Pick your battles, go on to something else because this one is impossible. It's over. It's done. It's kaput. Put a fork in it. I think it's just going to result in another failed policy. You see all these states. Uh, Missouri was one of the most recent ones to to uh, to ban it a few months ago. Uh, Mississippi, um, Florida, Tennessee, I believe. And I think what you'll see is if they start having these trans and gender affirming care, as they call it, sanctuary states, they're going to see another failed policy in action. So just like, you know, sanctuary cities don't work and cities where you let the criminals out, the no bail cities out, this is going to see another failed policy, another failed place. So what's going to happen? You ask where the criminal, the no bail thing's pretty obvious. The criminals are out crimes through the roof. 
The sanctuary th city thing is obvious. There's no money for them. There's no places to stay. What they're going to end up having is a declining population for a couple of reasons. People are going to leave is one reason. Another reason is that people aren't going to be having kids. That's another reason. They're also going to start losing money is another thing from all these surgeries that are going to be covered by the state. So you're going to have all these factors that contribute to negative growth. I mean, everybody says that Japan and the Koreas, obviously North Korea for one reason, I shouldn't have said, South Korea and Japan have a declining population because of things like their motivation, because of things like uh, not wanting to have children if you were to take a society like that and then you're going to add you know massive amounts of abortion uh gender ideology running running amok and then you add in sanctuary cities where you need to take all these you bring all these people in and then you have crime and murder and all this stuff when people can't afford their kids you're going to have the society in the washington states the new york states the illinois and the Californias, where there's no progress being made at all. They tell you that there's progress because, you know, you're being very nice and you're giving all your money to other people. But what is actually happening is your society is crumbling around you. So if they there's start progress for them, right, they are they are benefiting. Those policies work for the establishment ruling class. So it's going in the right direction for them, which is the exact opposite of the, the regular American or the you know regular citizen. So, so they're just going to have to wait and see that yet another policy has failed. And, and, you know, we're, and you mentioned climate change, that's going to come next too. There's all these little battles that I look out throughout the timeline. And if you remember, if you were around on the internet, like 10 to 15 years ago, there was like battles with atheism and Christianity. There was battles with Islam and all these ideologies get battled out in the public square. And for the most part, we move past them. Racism thing has kind of been battled out in the public square, I think as well. And, and we're past that. And then they move on to the trans kids thing. And now we're also simultaneously doing the wildfire climate change because they all climate change is one of the ones that's so vague that they keep coming up with something new. And Justin Trudeau wants to increase the carbon tax now, even though it's pretty obvious that people have set things on fire like they tend to do. They tend to push the narrative um, when one wildfire happens naturally. They're just like, this is our chance. But this is something that's going to come next. And people are going to realize that no matter how much money you pump into something, it doesn't make you feel better. Uh, no matter yeah, how well, much money you give to illegal aliens, Eric. Uh, it's not going to make you feel better when you can't afford to buy a house. No matter how much money you pump into children getting hormones and stuff, it's not going to make the children feel better. You, there's this old adage of you can't throw money at a problem and hope that it goes away. Same with homeless people. Yeah, well, None they're not throwing away fit. that money. They're, they're pocketing that money. Okay, like, It's going somewhere. Like, they, and, and that's why it works for them. So you, um, was, was the old adage? Uh, if I, if the old meme, I should say. I'm going to pay more in taxes to, to make the weather more gooder. You, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and I love the climate change thing the most because it's probably one of our oldest, like, you know, we used to call it global warming and, and we used to talk about the ozone layer back when we were kids. And that's the one I love the most because they can literally take anything and turn it into a climate change issue. Uh, wildfire, climate change, drought in California, climate change, flood in Florida, climate change. So at the same, when there's no water, it's climate change. When there's too much water, it's climate change. Um, I mean, they're, they're just loving it. Right. And they can, they can tell you, oh, you can't, you can't have a gas stove. 
You can't drive a car. It's all it's all going to I mean, we're, we were at the point where remember <laughs> you remember when Eric Adams, Tracy Morgan said that we know that the plant based diet is the best. I don't know. That's like maybe a little bit of Cuomo sneaking in there, but um, a yeah. plant based diet is the best. And you're and we're sitting here like these are the same people that for three years told us you can't weigh in on covid because you're not a doctor. And now you have the mayor giving you dietary tips like what are we talking about here? It's completely. um I mean, it's completely insane. And that's why I think, look, here's the thing too. The reason why I can kind of slowly become a little bit more optimistic about this, of course, the Bud Light thing starts to really um, crack the facade. But I think the best thing about it is when you look at like the gossip blog sites, when you look at like DJ Academics, when you look at the Shade Room, or when you look at uh, Savoy or Sway in the Morning or even the Breakfast Club, and you read through the comments of like the target audience that like the, you know, the the black folks that ha- that must have jo- voted for Joe Biden, otherwise they weren't black. Those people see through it. And that that's the last vestige of people that we believe they had control of. Right. Do you really think that middle America, you think if I go back out to South Dakota or Wyoming, everybody's going to be like, yay, everything's gay. And no, they're regular Americans. So the last people they thought they had control of, they no longer have control of, which is largely in part. Um, it was, is a big reason why they hate Kanye West so much. Right. Like he Kanye has the ear of a lot of, uh, you know, young black men, older, like everybody from, you know, 20 early twenties, all the way up into their forties are, you know, can be influenced. Even the other rappers are still influenced by this guy. And that's why, I mean, when, when Kanye wore a red hat, they're like, no, we got to get rid of this guy. Same thing with Kyrie Irving, right? They hate Kyrie Irving every step of the way now. And look, maybe Kyrie Irving's a little eccentric. Maybe he's a little bit annoying, but if he didn't say, you know what? I don't want to get this shot. Then, you know, nothing else would have happened to him. If he would have just capitulated, like say, your buddy, your good Canadian, your brethren, Andrew Wiggins. Remember, he's Andrew Wiggins said, no, I don't want to do it. And they're like, you're going to do it. And he was like, OK, <laughs> and he just did it. Um, so those are the reasons why I'm optimistic is because and I, I'm, I was actually thinking about doing a video on my channel about this, reading some of the comments from DJ Academics, because and look, you see all the <laughs> last thing <laughs> you see all the um, all the like memes and the jokes and stuff. And it's a bunch of like there's all these clips of like basically for lack of a better term like hood guys black guys like making fun of gay people right so it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna trick them into buying into the whole agenda they're not gonna do it you go to a bodega in flatbush and start talking to the guys hanging out in front of the store they're not with it bro it's over it's done that's why i say hang it up find something else to push on people because we're not buying this one i hope well, there's a YouTube channel I stumbled upon the other day about a guy in the hood, and it says, uh, I don't even know what the title was, but basically it says that he's in the hood. He works at a bodega or a convenience store or a gas station, whatever you want to call it, behind a full thing of pull- bulletproof glass from left to right. And he says stuff to the people that the guys that come in, he calls them boo-boo or shorty or something, and they flip out, Eric. They're just like... I'm not, I'm not tolerating that. Like they're not even tolerating a joke about it. One guy even considered taking his stuff back that he had just bought. So it exists. <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted, uh, and I just wanted to add on that. Uh, no, I don't actually remember anymore. Um, yeah, I don't actually remember anymore. 
we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to take it from there patreon.com slash uopod sorry for the technical difficulties today my computer i think is dead i think this week i might have to look into getting a new computer unfortunately um ever since i you know it was shutting down on me randomly so i tried to finagle some things and now it's been super slow and maybe there's a way back maybe there's a way back machine i think you can reset to things from a few days ago i'll try that but uh, if you sign up on patreon.com slash uopod, then you will get a podcast with no technical difficulties because it's pre-recorded and it's uncensored and it talks about way more stuff. You see how we still have to dance around stuff on YouTube and uh, we don't have to do that on there. So it's a wonderful time. And of course, if you're listening on audio, if you're listening in the car, we love you as well. Thank you for listening consistently on there. There are people um, that are growing each week our YouTube channel unauthorized opinions you can sign up there and subscribe you can always super chat us every week we'll read that either way spread it around help us out but patreon of course will help us the most in the long run because it makes it so we don't have to rely on the big platforms eric's um considering you know selling his body so we have we have to save ourselves here right eric feet finder (laughs) uopod.com final words eric play us out um, well, of course, buy my book, which is actually only getting better with age, New York City 2020. It was bizarre then. And when you look at it now, it's only that much that that much more bizarre. So go ahead and check that out. Amazon, of course. Turn it up, Jordan.